the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Moses is arguing with God, and it's finally like God has it, and he says, Moses, don't you understand it was me who parted the Red Sea? It's me who's been feeding you day and night. It's me who gives you water. It's me who's making sure you know where to go. Welcome to The Barnabas Effect with Paul Purvis, Senior Pastor of Mission Hill Church, a multicultural, multi-generational, multiplying church focused on shining the light and love of Jesus like a city on a hill. You're invited to visit any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. For information and locations, visit missionhill.org. That's missionhill.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis. Our, our church commends them to you. They specifically serve the widows of our church. She could have been in that office, or it could have just been that word, which means to serve. But here's what we know. The Apostle Paul considered her a patron or a benefactor of a lot of people. In other words, her life impacted a lot of other people. It was a life that he says was worthy, a life that helped others. And then he says, including me. She has the heart of a servant. That name, Phoebe, it it literally means bright and radiant. Don't you want to be known that way when you walk into a room? I mean, the kind of person that comes into the room and they just cheer it up. They make you smile. I mean, I've met some people that I think their name means dull and grumpy. I don't want to be that person. I want to be bright and, and radiant. You know, one of the most important things we learn, one of the most important things we learn is that Phoebe apparently was the mail carrier. She was the person who who brought this letter to the church at Rome. And that may be the most important package ever delivered because now for 2,000 years, the church looks to this letter to help us understand what it means to know Christ and to experience salvation. But she's remembered as a servant. Some of you will be remembered that way. Not with your names on a big screen, but as a servant. I think of servants. I think of people like some of you I'm looking out at. I think of people like Mr. Ralph and Miss Pat D'Elia, who recently shared you know, they had gotten away from church, but 9-11 happened, and like a lot of people in the world, it, it shook their world, and, and they came back to church and asked for prayer, and they were in a class in this church, and this class prayed for them, and next thing you know, they were back plugged into church. They got to serving the Lord, and now for about 20 years, he's taught one of the oldest classes in our church, and he's just investing and serving in the life of people, he and Miss Pat, behind the scenes on a regular basis. Now, I think of people... Amen. I think of people like Charlie and Kim Fultz, who just over a year ago came into our church, but they came in the front door saying, what can we do? 
And then they just plugged in. So most Sundays you'll find them uh, standing behind a camera or you might find them at the front door of the church just welcoming people in, just making a difference right where they are. Now, I think of people like Phil and Nancy Hernandez, who, who used to serve in, in another food ministry in our community. But when we took on our ministry center that's now our six-mile campus, they said, we can do this here. And they began to regularly give back into that community. And most Friday nights, you'll find one or both of them there just serving, recognizing nobody may know they're there, but they're making a difference. I think of people like Mel and Connie Cooper who help prepare and, and make sure our, our guest impressions is, is ready to go. I, I think of people like Michael and Sharon Renner who have served our church in so many different capacities through children and students and on our safety team in other ways. I think of Del McKelvey who right now is at our Six Mile campus and on Friday nights and Sunday mornings, again, is just in the background. He's going out on the street serving homeless and on Sunday mornings, he's just making sure everything is taken care of. I think of Camille Alderman, who worships and loves Jesus here in this service every week, but the first hour, she's over in our preschool, welcoming in young families with a smile. I think of May Sharon. May serves in a lot of different areas in our church, too, but you can see her service because she carries around a tow truck with her. She pulls her little buggy around all the time with the goodies of things that, that she's doing, the difference she's making. I think of Wes Burnham on our on our Lake Carroll campus, who's who's been doing the sound there since Moses was a baby in a basket. I think of Susan Baisley or or people like Greg Watson, who's new and yet involved, working so hard in the ministry of our church, and I could go on and on and on. But why do these people serve? And why did Phoebe serve? It's simple. Following the one who served us, the suffering servant. You see, that's at the heart of who Jesus was, who Jesus is. It's at the heart of the gospel. Remember, we're talking about people who have been changed by the gospel. And when you're changed by the gospel, you have an attitude of a servant. That's the attitude that the Bible says we should have, according to Philippians chapter 2. Remember that passage? I've, I've quoted it for the last several weeks. It says, Jesus, being in the very nature of God, took on the form of a servant, and he humbled himself, even to the point of obedience on the cross, He died so that one day, at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue would confess that Jesus the Christ is Lord. See, when you have been changed by the truth of that gospel, that God loved us so much that he didn't want to leave us in our sin But he allowed his son Jesus to die on a cross for our punishment. And that Jesus loves us so much that he not only died, but he rose from the grave to offer us life. When you look to Jesus and you encounter the truth of the gospel, it changes you. So I would just challenge you today with this question. Have you ever truly trusted Jesus? And not to throw you off, but this isn't the end of the message. This is just gospel truth. You don't need a a pastor or a priest or a church service to trust Jesus. You just need to understand your condition and and you need to understand what he's done for you. And and then you just need to say, Lord, I'm calling unto you as my savior. That's what the Bible says. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
And you too can begin that journey of justification, sanctification, and glorification. I pray that if you've never trusted Jesus, you do so today because that's what the gospel does. It penetrates us. It changes us at the core. And you develop an attitude of service. But there's another thing in this passage. When the gospel changes you, you have a willingness to sacrifice. These next two we've heard of before, Priscilla and Aquila. We first meet them in the book of Acts. Notice what it says about them here. They risked their lives for me. The Bible tells us that they're tent makers. You know what that means? It means what it says. They make tents. They worked at REI or Bass Pro Shop or something like that. Hey, do me a quick favor. If you're in the room and you are not a vocational pastor or missionary, would you just raise your hand real quickly? That's not what you do for a living. All right, most of you should be raising your hands, I think. Some of you, I declare before God, if Jesus himself said, everybody raise your hand, you would just sit there like this. Okay. If you raised your hand or if you didn't raise your hand but you should have raised your hand, here's what I'd say to you. This is your people, right? They're just business people. They had a job. And yet the Apostle Paul says, they risked their lives for me. Their story is this. They started in uh, Asia, and then they went to Rome. And they planted a church in Rome until Claudius, one of the evil emperors, kind of ran them out of the city. And then they went to the city of Ephesus. And in Ephesus, they were a part of another church. You know who their pastor was? A guy named Timothy. They were under Timothy as a pastor in, in Ephesus. And then, you know who was in the church? A guy by the name of John. John the Beloved. I mean, he was in their church. That was the kind of people they were influences. And you know who else was there? A guy named Apollos. And the Bible says that Apollos may have been a better preacher than the Apostle Paul. And yet, the Bible also says that Priscilla and Aquila, they were like mentors to Apollos. I mean, these were people who leveraged all that they had for God. After they left Ephesus, when Claudius died, they moved back to Rome and they started a church there. So Paul in this passage says, and by the way, the church that meets in their house, hello. Why would they do this? Because the gospel had penetrated their life. This is what the gospel does. This is how it looks. This is why we say don't waste your life. This is where you find security. Some of you have you've, you've gotten it backwards you're, you're trying to gain all the income you can and you're building the houses you want and driving the cars you want and wearing the clothes you want and you're finding your security in stuff or maybe not that, but you think your security is in your family and the gospel teaches us that the only thing that we can truly have security in in this life is through our relationship with Jesus Christ. But when you grasp that, it changes everything. Hi, I'm Paul Purvis, the lead pastor of Mission Hill Church right here in Tampa Bay. Thanks for taking the time to listen to today's The Barnabas Effect. It's a ministry intended to encourage, equip, and empower you. You may not know this, but this ministry is made possible because of the generosity of listeners like you. We are able to be on the air because listeners like you are gracious and give to this ministry. Would you consider making a gift today? It would be our honor to send you a gift, a resource, as a result of your gift of any size. And you can make that gift by going to missionhill.org and clicking on the banner that says The Barnabas Effect. That will direct you to a simple way that you can give right there online. Thanks again for listening to The Barnabas Effect today. And now, 
we continue with our message. This week I was reading through numbers and in the Bible sometimes you, you find phrases that are just, they're, they're kind of funny. And this was from Numbers chapter 11. And Moses is arguing with God, and, and it's finally like God has it, and, and he says, Moses, don't you understand it was me who parted the Red Sea? It, it's me who's been feeding you day and night. It's me who gives you water. It, it's me who's making sure you know where to go. And, and, and so it says in, in Numbers 11, the Lord answers Moses and said, is the Lord's arm too short for you? I mean, do you think I can't handle whatever you're facing Maybe the Lord would say that to you today. Have you trusted in the Lord as your security in such a way that you're willing to sacrifice it all for him? I think of people that live this way. I think of my friend Ray Shove. Ray and Brownie both, they serve the Lord so much. You may not see them a lot on this campus because they're at one of our other campuses. But man, Ray will come. He's like Batman. He has a bat signal. I mean, he shows up wherever you need him with whatever you need. He's always there on Friday nights. You might find him out on the streets in Tampa because his heart is serving the homeless. And I was over there a couple of weeks ago and he, he came in after having served the, the homeless. I said, how many did you see tonight? He said, we fed 160. I said, man, how was it? He said, I had the privilege to lead one of them to saving faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what it's about. Giving up a Friday night to do something that lasts for eternity. Think of my friends, Charles and Mary Shellnut. Mary was on the search committee that called me 12 years ago, but her and Charles serve in this way and, and so and in our church in so many different ways. But here's the reality. I'm a sinner and I'm in the flesh. And bottom line before Jesus, I don't think I'd be pastor of this church today if it weren't for Charles and Mary and others like them. I feel like giving up every Monday. I feel like quitting and walking away. And yet I see people who are leveraging their lives for the gospel. I, I think of Derek and Cindy Shaver who came to our church while she was a medical student and they felt called of the Lord to go overseas and, and they continued finishing her education and then they went into the Middle East as, as missionaries. He's a professional and, and, and she's a medical doctor and now they're back in our area and back in our church because God's expanding their family, but they're laying their life on the line rather than staying here and earning all the wealth and doing everything they could that would be for their glory. They're leveraging their life for Jesus Christ. When the gospel changes you, that's what it does. That's how it looks. When the gospel changes you, you also share your faith with others. I love this next one. Greet my dear friend Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Now listen carefully, because this is a cool moment. Is there anybody in the room that's a Christ follower with Asian descent? Raise your hand. Look around in every section. This is your forefather in the faith. The first convert in Asia. Isn't that amazing? He was the, literally the first fruit is what it says. But some of you are like that in your little corner of the world. You're like that in your family. 
Let me see your hand if you're the first convert to Jesus Christ in your family. Would you raise your hand? That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's incredible. Last service, Mel Cooper sat right back here, and he raised his hand. And man, I about lost it because Mel came to Christ after his wife, Connie, has been praying for him for years. And as a result, his children have come to Christ. His grandchildren are now serving the Lord in ministry. It's a generational change, all because of the first fruits. You may not be the first in your family, but you may be the first in your office, or you may be the first in your class. How did it happen? It happened because somebody shared Jesus with you. Somebody cared enough to share their faith. Remember when the gospel came to you, it was on the way to someone else. It wasn't intended to stop with you. Don't let it stop with you. Who's your one? Who's that one person that you're praying for, that you're going to the Lord for, that you're, you're crying out to the heavens that, that they would know him? I think of that, I think of Vic, Victor and Jenny. They usually sit right down here. Victor and Jenny came to Christ, and as they began to be on fire for Jesus, Victor began to be burdened about his family. And if you were here on Easter weekend, Victor stood right over there behind that baptistry while we baptized his brother who came to Christ. Lives changed because he shared his faith. I think of Jonathan Herman. He usually sits right over here. Jonathan, man, he was lost. He was involved in drugs and alcohol, and his life was being ruined. And he said yes to Jesus. He began to get help for these other areas of her li- his life as he began to follow Christ. Now on Friday nights, he's meeting next door and leads our Celebrate Recovery ministry and inspires others with this same hope that God's given to him. You see, when the gospel changes you, you share your faith. But there's more. When the gospel changes you, you strive to do your best. <laughs> Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. That literally says, if you look at it in, in the language it was written, it, it literally says it worked till they were weary to the point of exhaustion. I want you to understand something. I really believe that according to Scripture, receiving your faith in Jesus Christ is easy. It's simple. That's what the Bible says. You call on the name of the Lord and you're saved. But living the Christian life, and that can be hard. Being the church out in the world, that can be difficult. Just hanging out with church people, that can be hard. I I think about that children's book, Chronicles of Narnia. The, The children see Aslan for the first time. And they turn and they ask, is he, is he safe? You know the answer? Heavens no, but he's good. Is church life, is the Christian life easy? No. But is it good? Oh, you better believe it. I said a moment ago, almost every Monday, I want to resign. I want to quit. There are things that make me want to just throw in the towel. But then I look out and I see lives changed. I see people who are making a difference and others who are being made a difference. And I say, thank you, Jesus, for letting me be a part of this hard work. When I think of hard workers, I think of people like a young man I watched grow up, at least part of his life, old Derek Botts. He's a, a young man in the business world now, but he, he serves you. He might have helped get you to your seat today in the church. I think of Deborah Lorenzo, young lady 
is on our staff, but way more than what she does as a part of our staff. She works hard for this church family, making a difference. I think of people like Roy and Glenna Ross, who've been in this church a long time, but they serve as one of our fastest growing community group leaders. And as people come into this church, they just want to be a part of this group because of people like them. I, I think of Cindy Varney and Sean McDaniel and Tammy Morrison and John and Maya Schaefer. I think of Greg Watson and I think of Bobby Falcone and Matt Olson, uh, who, who make sure you, to the best of their ability that, that you can see and hear every week. And they do this free of charge. They do this out of the service of their heart. They do this as volunteers. And, and Bobby, Bobby's been doing this about 142 years. I mean, they love Jesus. Here's what I'm asking. Don't ask God to make it easier. Don't ask him to lighten your load. Ask him to broaden your shoulders. Ask him to be able to help you do that which he's called you to do. Oh, I've got to keep going. When the gospel changes you, you recognize you stand on the shoulders of other people. Greet Andronicus and Junia. Now, this is interesting because we really don't know if these names are men or, or women. It's interesting. They may be women in a lot of... The names in this early church list are women. And I have to tell you, not a lot's changed today. Where would the church be without faithful women? Notice what it says. They were in prison with me, and they are outstanding among the apostles. They were in Christ before I was. Quick pop quiz. Who's telling us this story? Who's the author of Romans? Paul, right? Wouldn't it have been easy for the apostle to make it all about himself? To just be focused on him? And yet here, not only has he given us these lists, he says, and, and these two, they knew Christ before me. I'm standing on their shoulders. And I would just remind you today, regardless of the age or the stage of your life, we're all standing on somebody's shoulders. There's somebody that's gone before you. And as I'm here today, I am so grateful. There's nothing I did to earn or deserve this, but I grew up in a godly home. My mom and dad, man, they raised me to the best of their ability and taught me the things of God. I'm standing on their shoulders today. But not just them. They did what Andrew and Mary said they're going to do with their children. They had me in the church. And so there were people in the church, like some of the names I've listed here in my life. There were people like Doug and Becky Winters. There were people like Jane Putnam and, and, and her husband, Forrest. There are people like my Aunt Barbara, who wasn't really an aunt, but everybody called Aunt Barbara, Barbara. And, and they helped raise me. I'm, I'm standing on their shoulders. And, and then God called me off to ministry. And, and, and somebody told me, hey, at this church over here, there's a guy that was the athletic director at the college you went to, to you. So y'all have something in common. Go meet him. And his name was John West. And he was associate pastor at a church there. And he befriended me and began to mentor me and invest on my life. I'm standing on his shoulders. And and then I began to go to other churches. I remember when I went to First Baptist Conyers and the realtor there was a, a guy named Jerry Kirkpatrick. Jerry's the age of my parents, but I got to know Jerry and he loved me. He was showing me houses there when we moved to Conyers and we went up in one house and up in that house, he said, you want to look in the attic? And I was just a young man. I didn't know why you need to look in the attic. But I said, sure. So I climbed up those stairs and looked in the attic. And next thing I knew, my foot was dangling through the ceiling. And so I came back down out of that attic and I said, Jerry, I don't think I want to buy this house. It's got a hole in the attic. And 
That was funny. You're just not staying with me. But, but Jerry's been with me all my life. I, I'm, I'm standing on his shoulders. I, I think about when God then called us down to Northport, Florida, and I met a man who's as servant-hearted as I've ever seen. His name's Dan Botts, and he happens to be the dad of, of DJ and Derek. And man, I just watched his servant's heart, and I'm standing on his shoulders. And then we went to Missouri, and, and I, I met a guy named Jerry DeGraffenry, and I'm standing on his shoulders. And then I came here, and, and we're standing on shoulders like, like that of Mr. Pressure, who was one of the founding members of this church and thought that this area of Tampa needed a church. We're standing on his shoulders or, or people like his daughter, Carol Grable, who's even got a birthday today. Happy birthday, Carol. We're standing on her shoulders or, or people like Bill and Alice Buckley, who have been here a long time or, or, or people that have really served in this church. We're standing on their shoulders. It made a difference. I'd remind you, church is not simply an event to attend. It's a family to belong to. And until you understand that, you won't make the most of what church is meant to be. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement. But it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhill.org and click on the Give tab. Your financial support helps us reach those seeking truth about God and themselves. Thank you for giving at missionhill.org. Be encouraged by The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Weekday mornings at 9, here on Faith Talk Tampa. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.